Hey, I'm Nashi. I'm Rizlar. And I'm Frosty. Welcome back to the Value Pack. Hold on, I have to gear, I have to gear check Nash right now. Alright, that is a full job. Dude, he CC'd me out of dance. What's happening? Oh, Rizlar! People look at you like you're crazy, and they refuse to admit <laughs> that it's pay to win, and just scream that it's pay to convenience! It's pay to convenience! Big money, big money, big money, big, big money. money! Oh shit, we got it! We fucking got it! And welcome everybody to another episode of The Value Pack. Uh, things, if you're watching the video, things may look a little weird. Uh, this is because uh, Frosty is not here today. Uh, Frosty is feeling under the weather. He's not feeling too good. So he is taking a break today, which means today you get the glory that is the Rizlar and Nayashi show. I and heard honestly, he, uh, he, he had family over and he had one glass of wine and that pretty much did him in, you know? <laughs> yeah, one glass of wine. Honestly, <laughs> I you know what? I think this is, uh, you know, I think this is good. I think this is going to give everyone a new appreciation for what Frosty does on this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably <true. laughs> It's going to be the Rizlar and Ashy scuffed episode. Yeah, dude. Bear okay. with us here. Uh, so before we get into this train wreck of an episode, uh, of course, as always, got to thank our patrons: uh, Garmoth.com, Hawaiian Eye Has Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Callahad, Melt on Your Mouth, Minaria, Sly Tech, Talus Acceptum, Thanks, and Wavesy. We appreciate you guys and everyone else who supports us on Patreon and everybody who supports us on our Twitch channels. You guys are the real ones. Um, oh, I gotta turn those off. Oh, no, see, this is already going awful. I forgot to turn off alerts. <laughs> oh, no. Hold on. Okay, alerts are turned off. Uh, thank you for the follow. Thank you to everybody who follows while I have them turned off. Uh, okay, so we got some stuff to talk about this week. Um, Not too, too much, but there is some not pretty, too much. pretty interesting stuff that's happening. Yeah, so we, we have a pretty huge global lab patch. Uh, so let me bring these this up on screen. Um, so pretty, almost everything in here is at least mildly interesting. So I'm just going to kind of go down it, I think, is the plan, what I plan to do. Uh, so first at the very top, we have the weight of the following healing potions have been reduced by 50%, and that is your HP pots and your mana pots. So that's something that they talked about in the dev note last week, if I remember correctly, right, Nashi? Yeah. Yeah, they so, did mention it uh, very briefly and vaguely on what they were going to do. Yeah, so that's really cool, actually. Um, I think Frosty mentioned like last week that HP pools are so much bigger now that the, the pot weight is kind of out of date, which it totally is. So this yes. is a really nice change that will allow us plebs that don't have the infinite pot uh, to you know have more potions which is thanks nice. god so now i can carry <laughs> a thousand potions for all the fucking chip damage i'm gonna be taking yeah so that's really good um the cooldown of the falling items been reduced from 20 minutes to 10 seconds and that is perfume elixir of deep sea cox elixir spirit perfume elixir perfume of swiftness and then it has a layering fragrance. I don't know what a layering fragrance is, but that's all of your like specialty elixirs, your perfumes and your calcs and all that stuff. Uh, so I that stuff's getting changed. Is, isn't that for the the new regions elixir? I have no idea. In all honesty, I don't. Know. I've never heard of that before. It might be Odraxia's. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Layering for oh, you think that might be like a mistranslation? You're saying of like some might other be. Shit? Yeah. Yeah. 
Maybe because isn't Cause there, there like there, an, there's the one there... with the special attack uh, evasion? Yeah, isn't there like an armor, like an elixir of armor or something that's like a special elixir or whatever? Maybe that's what it is. Something like that. But yeah. anyway, so these are going to be reduced from 20, the cooldowns are reduced from 20 minutes to 10 seconds, which means you're going to be blowing through a lot more of them if you're popping these in like wars or sieges. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good change, personally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so... The um, it's gonna be interesting <laughs> with how that's gonna work. So recently they did the changes where you know people are gonna be getting more money for siege. That's gonna be happening for the first time this this Saturday. But now when this comes in, this change, since you can pop a perfume of courage every ten seconds, I mean you're you're basically going to want to be using it as much as you can, right? Yeah, but it's gonna get expensive really fucking fast. Oh so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I think what a lot of people are probably gonna do, except for the super tryhards, um, a lot of people will probably just pop it whenever there's like a big push type scenario, and that's it. They won't just have it on all the time. That at least that's probably what I'm gonna be doing because yeah, that's that's way too much money. And the 150 mil for like if you're losing a node war and whatnot, or uh, not a node war, but a uh, siege and whatnot that is not going to cover it so what the hell was that my cat and dog are trying to murder each other <laughs> um also in the blue text here they talk about the cooldown of food they say that uh, people have been asking if they can reduce the cooldown of food they say that uh let me just read it food has an additional effect of acquiring health experience when consumed so it's difficult to reduce the reuse time right away we are looking we are currently looking for ways to supplement it and we will inform you the improvements through black desert research center as soon as possible so they're thinking about reducing the cooldown on foods as well but it's a little more complicated because it gives you health experience so they don't want you just like spamming foods to get your health experience really high i guess essentially yeah um, summer graduation, summer season, early graduation starts on the 11th. Um, they just kind of tell you what you're going to have to do. You get the box of memories, which gives you a whole bunch of different things. Uh, you get a graduation cap, cron stones, advice of Alex, all kinds of different things. Um, I think you, yeah, so it looks like you only have to be level 20, I guess, under requirements. It says you only have to be level 20. Which is interesting. Really? One That doesn't uh, seem right. Hold on, let me let me actually. I mean, that's what it says down there. Graduation card. Adventures and opportunities. Okay. It's gonna sound wonderful on the podcast. So you have to complete the season pass. Is what it is. Um, the requirement to be level 20 is for a specific quest, the seasonal ah. special gift. So you just okay. have to complete the pass, which isn't that bad. Um, but if you haven't done it yet, there might be a problem with finding people for the group spots. But if you wait until like everyone else is trying to graduate, which is like at the end of the season, it'd probably be pretty easy to find people that are like have been putting it off or whatever, you know? True. Um... So yeah, you just have to do the uh the pass. It looks like so. That's Makes not sense. bad. Yeah, not, not bad at all. I definitely need to jump on that personally because uh, 
the uh, necklace reward is going to be essential for me to try yeah. to so, roll my dice on that pen ogre attempt, you know? The reward for this season is a pen kaposha necklace. It has the same stats as a Tet Ogre, uh, 30 AP and 20 accuracy. Um, I think you can take the other rewards, but right, why would you? Uh, pretty much everybody's going to take Pen Kaposha Necklace. You expect Ogre and Leighton prices to just absolutely dive on August 11th. Uh, they probably are already just dying. In fact, let me check. I'm curious. I'm actually interested to see. Let's go Ogre, Tet Ogre. Oh, yeah, look at that dip. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So What's expect this at? to go. You're probably going to be able to worse. buy. You're probably going to be able to buy a Tet Ogre for like four bill. <laughs> that Honestly. dip on Layton. Oh, my God. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> That's not yeah. surprising, though. Honestly, I mean, the same kind of thing happened with the crescent rings. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy to think about an item that is notoriously around like nowadays, roughly ten bill, eight to ten bill, is now dropping all the way down to like fives and possibly even lower once this uh, once the graduation. Oh yeah, happens. it's gonna get it. It might get down to four bill, and then it'll bounce back Dude, up a little bit. Dude, if it gets to four bill, I might have to just Dude, like hard. I'm talking. It's gonna it's gonna get down probably to like four point five. I don't know. This that, this might this might be the only chance I get to grind out like eighteen or sixteen bill or something like that, and just like buy like a, a few of them and try to go for it. Because, like, the whole server is going to sell their Ted Ogre. Oh, yeah. You know and that. they're going to be sitting, too. Yeah, they're going to be sitting. Exactly. Like, it's going to be crazy. Um, so, yeah, if you have a bunch of money saved up and you need a uh, Pen Ogre, wait until August 11th when everyone graduates, and then you'll be able to buy all the Ted Ogres you want for, I mean, at least five bill, because that's where it's at right now. <laughs> so, yeah. good God. Um, let's see. Yeah, this is all... Insane. Tuvala changes. Um, what is that? What is that going to do for the ogre price? Let's see what ogres at right now. Unlike yeah, last season, and... this season we have changed the quest for graduation to be simpler. But adventurers should note that the item Fugar stopwatch must be used and not in possession. So you have to use Fugar stopwatch. It seems like to graduate, which is interesting. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Fugar stopwatch essentially transfers your seasonal character status to another character. The best way to use it, if you don't really care that much about how you're using it, is to just use it on a low-level character to get it up to level 61, so that you can have two characters at level 61, which will help with your family fame. Yeah. Um, it transfers... It doesn't transfer, it copies. Transfer implies that your original character will lose its stuff. Yeah. It, you, it doesn't actually you, transfer it, it just copies it. So if you have your current seasonal character at level 61 with 1400 skill points... You use Fugar Stopwatch, then whatever character you use it on will also be level 61 with 1400 skill points, is how it works. So, um, Next we have yes. Campsite QOL. What are you saying? No, I was just going to say it's a really useful thing for you know newer players that are trying to try out a few different classes and want to level them up really easily. It's yeah. Something that you can use to definitely achieve that goal. Have a couple different high-level characters rather than just one. Very neat. And also, which I think 
we were going to talk about this a little bit later, but the there's a 3v3 um, season character tournament. And yes. what's neat about the stopwatch is if you wanted to, you could make a se- you could make a character that is your main class and then use Fugar's stopwatch on that character to transfer the seasonal status to it. And then you yep. could do the tournament on your main class, which is now a seasonal character, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's really convenient for that situation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, really good addition to the season, the stopwatch. Uh, so campsite QOL. I think this is basically just saying that. Uh, yeah, it's easier to install it, so you don't have to pay as much attention to height and slope. It says. Um, so yeah, that'll be really nice because sometimes it can be a real pain in the ass to place your tent. That is such a big change. Like, yeah. it sounds so small, but like the convenience factor is just beyond huge. And then on top of that, the recent change that they did, where basically you don't just automatically start sitting in your fucking tent if you accidentally hit R. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. now you can hit R on your tent. This is in the live version of the game. If you hit R in your tent now, it doesn't make you go sit in the little bench. It just opens the menu, which is nice. Yeah, um, so they strange. also changed the repair UI to not automatically close whenever you're hit by something, which is also super nice. So good changes, really good QOL changes. Um, there's hedges and natural grass in manners. Nashi, I know you were really excited about this. Hell yeah, as a, you know, a homeowner that has to do his grass, you know, I appreciate this, you know. Like- <laughs> <laughs> now they uh they added just new furniture and aesthetic related stuff to the manors with like the grass trees and uh other types of plants uh furniture and um i think there's a couple other things as well i hope you can i i really do actually hope that you can do really creative stuff with the manor i i don't know how much like creativity and how like big of an area you're going to be able to get and edit and all that stuff because i haven't really given a shit about manners but with stuff like this like i could see people making like mazes and stuff out of like these big hedges and stuff and it's like it's completely pointless like there's no reason for it but it's fun and like that's the point of any game yeah and they have a you know i mean some might think it's expensive but it has a a little bit of a price tag to some of these items yeah some of the some of the main hedges and whatnot are relatively cheap, but then you start getting into like the natural grass squares and the unique designs. They start jumping up to like 12 mil, 16 mil, 16 then, mil for the and then, square natural grass four by yeah. four, dude. Yeah. And then the furniture is also like relatively high. Uh, yeah. The lowest being like four mil and then as high as like 15 mil. And then, some of the other more unique furnitures, which is like uh, basically instruments. Those are like 20, 30 mil. It's it's interesting. It's definitely an investment for sure. You can buy a tree for three mil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they also, the estimated time required for the manor item that can be crafted in step five of the furniture workshop has been reduced. And they brought everything down from these absolutely ridiculous times of like 2,880 minutes, 4,320 minutes. They brought it all Jesus. down to way more reasonable times. Like 120 seems to be the most. How many hours is that? Hold on. 4,320? Four, 4, hours, so two days for one thing? Two days to craft something? Yeah, that's a little... 
That's a little crazy. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, yeah. So now that's down to uh, two hours at the most. Most commonly, it seems to be like around 90 minutes is probably yeah. like the average. Um, well. Items that can be placed in the manor and how to obtain uh, material items have been relaxed as follows. So it seems like a bunch of different things. They made it easier to get decorations for your manor. Uh, I'm not going to read through all of this because one, it's a lot of text and two, I don't care. Uh, but that seems neat. Let people decorate their manor easily. That sounds cool. Um, let's see. This is just more, more manner. There's a lot of manner changes. If you yeah. are a person interested in manners, I suggest reading through that because it's a lot of changes. Um, all right. Item drop scroll on off function. This is fucking huge. You can now, uh, when using the item drop increase scroll, you can turn it on slash off through the icon displayed at the top of the screen. However, the cooldown time of 5 minutes is applied. The maximum charge can be up to 10 hours, and when using the advanced item acquisition effect, the charge time is reduced by 2 times. Um, so so this, this, this is awesome. Yeah, this is essentially the change that they talked about before where they said they were going to turn it into Agris. They didn't turn it into Agris, but this is an Agris-like uh, system where it's still it's not points like Agris is. So it's not per mob, which is what they originally said they were thinking about doing. Yeah. Um, but what it means is that you can store up to 10 hours of uh, drop rate effect using your scrolls. And then you can just turn it on and off at whim with a cooldown of uh, five minutes, yeah. which is super nice. Yeah. So in the scenarios that you know people constantly talk about when dealing with loot scrolls and griefers, they aren't able to just turn off their loot scrolls uh, for obvious reasons. And the current state of the game, it just goes for the full hour. Or you know, if you broke it down to a thirty-minute, you can do that one as well. But yeah, this this is huge because if PvP breaks out in some capacity, either you're being griefed or maybe your guild needs help um, relatively close by, or maybe you're just interested in going just for the sake of going and breaking up the, the grind, um, you can easily just turn it off now and not worry about it and just wasting a loot scroll, which, you know, is it it's always feels pretty awful when, you know, you get interrupted and have to waste a loot scroll. But this yeah. makes it much, much more user-friendly for being able to participate in maybe content on the fly, spontaneous content, or just group content, or just PvP in general. So it's really nice. Yeah. It's uh, really, really nice. Very awesome. Yeah. I, love, um, I love the translation for it, though. It's called the uh, Zoom Rip <laughs> on-off. Zoom, zoom rip. rip. Oh, are you looking at the, uh, the yeah, translated the actual... notes? Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Black Desert Foundry. Yeah. Um <coughs> excuse me. Um grinding zone grinding zone skill EXP buffs. Uh essentially they're just increasing the amount of skill EXP you get from a lot of different grind spots. Um specifically it looks like in uh, Valencia. Um so that's pretty nice. Uh also Sherikon, uh Blood Wolves and Shira and then Fadus. So that's nice. Skill EXP it's, this is great it's, for seasons. It's kind of archaic, in all honesty. Um, it's kind of like an old system that 
I almost feel like it doesn't belong in the game anymore. So anything to trivialize it, I'm a hundred percent down for. In all honesty, yeah. I I, mean, I, the, I kind this... of wish that they would just get rid of it. In all honesty, I don't know if that's really, a, if like that's a hot take. It? Yeah, just make it a level thing. When you hit a level, you get access to certain skills. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, it it made more sense back in the day when it was harder to level up, right? So yeah, yeah, and, um, exactly. But um, since it's so easy to level up, you kind of just fly through the levels, and then you don't have access to a lot of your skills uh, yeah. via skill point lock. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely could see them possibly considering removing the skills. I mean, like it's kind of irrelevant, like you said, to have at this point. Um, yeah, it's so like trivial because yeah. it's just it's just an annoying thing that you have to do. Basically, it's just like, all right, I got my character to sixty-one, but he only has eight hundred skill points, so now I have yeah. to grind skill points for five days. It's like, like I remember just like, irritating <laughs> during media days when like getting skill points was really really difficult, but you were stuck on those levels for you know sometimes days at a yeah. time. So. But picking and choosing which skill to upgrade was pretty essential. And if you it's also did the, you, if you could actually have a wrong build back then, <laughs> so yeah. the The other issue I have with it is that like how many skill points you need is so different from class to class. Oh god! So it's like massively different in some cases. Awakened striker needs like almost nothing, and then like awakened berserker needs so fucking many. It's actually yeah. insane. So yeah, it's like that's, that's player driven though, like yeah, because you guys are determining what's essential for making the kit viable, right? So I mean, not really though. <laughs> that's the thing. It's legitimately, yeah. it's just like I ha- like if you're a berserker, you have to level up like all three of your grabs to like max level so that you can have the cooldown reduce. That's true. Where, whereas like other classes, their grab maybe just has like one level. So they they don't have to do they don't have to level up their grab and they don't have three grabs to level up. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And this isn't it's me complaining for, about the plight really... of having a grab, you anti-grab activists. This is just me <laughs> pointing out that there are just legitimate differences in how many skill points that you have to use. Um, it's it's hard for me to really like, you know, compare my class to it because um, we do have a lot of skills that are that we can level up, but there's quite a few that are relatively useless and not needed at all, especially if you're awakening for the most part with how they've done. We've talked about this before in the past, but with, with how they've been updating all the awakening kits and whatnot, you Mm -hmm. pretty much don't really need too many pre-awakened skills, if any at all for some classes. So like grinding wise, I don't need any pre-awakened skills. PVP wise, they're kind of useful from, from time to time. It just depends on the scenario, large scale, not really. But in 1v1s, they are. So it's like, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely different for each class, for sure, on how many skill points you need. Uh, no to war and siege changes. Um, basically, recovery centers reduce your timer by uh, a little bit less, it looks like. It says, before the change for each recovery station built, respawn waiting time reduced by 6. After change for each recovery station built, respawn waiting time reduced by 3. Um... Which is very interesting. I don't know why they thought that was a problem. I never 
considered it to be much of a problem. Well, that the blue could text, be in response to the recent changes, but go go with the blue text and then we'll... The blue text says, last week's occupation war, many guilds participated who hadn't participated in a long time. This brought a fierce wind of war to the Black Desert world. We hope the excitement continues this week, and we've made some changes to make the battle a little hotter in various places. Currently, the respawn time in Conquest War has a maximum of 24 seconds based on when all six recovery centers are alive. Therefore, a waiting situation can happen even if you win in, in a quote-unquote engage with many teammates still alive so we have adjusted the respawn winning time reduction for recovery centers to three seconds wait wait doesn't that have... isn't that the reverse yeah isn't that the reverse this has I'm... to be a typo yeah i think there's a mistranslation here somewhere i don't know where <laughs> i don't know where there's a mistranslation i think there's a mistranslation if 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 how they interpreted the blue text is right, I think it's actually supposed to be that the before change was three seconds, and now they're saying each recovery center reduces it by six seconds instead. Yeah. Isn't that how it's supposed to be? If that's the if if we're understanding the blue text the properly, situation can happen even if you want to engage with many teammates still alive. So we were just expressing. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. Yeah. Either either we're right or this is a uh, Zerker Maywa moment. <laughs> yeah, this could be a result of the the, the Rizlar and Nayashi show. Uh, but <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. This seems like I, I it does like the opposite. Yeah, yeah, this like this, this is, backwards. is backwards. Uh something it has doesn't to be a typo. Either we're Some... incredibly stupid, which is very likely the case, or this is not making sense because i'm reading uh, it on the uh the actual global lab notes not the the foundry one and it says the same thing that you read so yeah i don't know i don't know what's going on here um but maybe reducing the just bad the reducing timers in siege fine. i'm down with let's go with that uh castles still suck UI changes. Improvements have made so that purchases and sales can be re-registered in the purchase and sale list on the marketplace. So I guess now instead of having to take down your item and then relist it, you can just relist it. Thank which God. Which is nice. That's actually a pretty yeah. good convenience factor right there. That seems to be what the, it's saying, I believe. The, those changes, I love those types of changes. You yeah. know, just quality of life changes are huge. Like, they really do take a lot of the annoyance out of, like, some aspects of the game, which makes you focus on just the things you want to focus on. Yeah. Setting has been added to turn on slash off the friends connection notification displayed at the top center of the screen. So this is the notification you get when uh, your friends or I think guildmates yeah. as well log in or log out or whatever. You can turn that yeah. off now. Thank God. It's just so that's nice. helping clean up the UI and it goes along with the same sentiment of like quality of life fixes. You know, like especially after like me experiencing New World, their UI is so fucking clean. Like I'm I'm used to like logging into BDO. You know when you first log into BDO and it's just like you get fucking bombarded with shit. With pop-ups and shit. Like yeah. pop-ups, notifications about every damn thing, horses being listed on the market. Uh, new items being enhanced. Uh, it, it's just overload right from the get-go. But yeah. uh, so like like coming from testing out New World in, in the beta, their UI was so clean. So moving towards that direction with having the cleaner UI is always a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know what this is saying. 
it says it has been modified so that the quote tech usage log which is exposed like the quote tech guide in UI editing can be turned on and off respectively. Um, I think it's talking about the uh, the actual skills they'll be listed out when you're using them. Oh, is that what it's about? I think so. I could be wrong. But I think that's what that is. Huh, okay, fair enough, I guess. So let's go with that. Um, there's a bunch of smaller stuff here. I don't think anything... I don't think anything here is too big. Um, just some some smaller QL changes. Channel oh, swap cooldown. Channel swap this cooldown. This huge. Channel swap cooldown time when moving to another server has been reduced from 15 minutes to 10 minutes. Very, very huge. So this now means that in an hour, you can switch six times instead of four, which is That's very nice. That's so nice. I'm glad they decided to do this. Like, no one was yeah. really, like, quote-unquote raging about this, but it has, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of players have had it in the back of their minds. Like, I really wish the damn server swaps were much faster. I know yeah. we used to have that issue way back in the past, especially when it comes to, like, when you had to deal with, like, uh, going to war with the target, but then they just, like, you know, you, you swap channels, um because maybe they just brought too many players and now you're you're on a different channel, but now this there's like a whole bunch of people grinding at these spots. You don't want to go into another situation like that, so then you're just stuck waiting. So yeah. this this is pretty nice. Very, very nice change. Uh just in general. Good good change. Very good change. Other changes. When wearing Margoria's outlaw armor, the pair of shoes worn together has been separated into Margoria's outlaw shoes. Accordingly, when you open Margoria outlaw costume box, you can obtain three parts, items, uh, helmet, armor, and shoes. So now, essentially, they're splitting up the armor. Instead of it just being a helmet and armor, uh, two-set piece, helmet, armor, and shoes, uh, three-set piece. Um, and then, I believe... I don't think there's any blue text about it in here, but I think somewhere else they said that they were going to try to stop making things like all in one. I think we talked a little bit about this last week. And so I think this is like the first bit of, of that effort, which is nice. Um, bug fixes. Uh, I don't think there's anything too big here. I don't I didn't believe really anything too big. No, nothing too big. Uh, but this is huge. Uh, all classes, the phrase unknown adventure has been changed to be displayed above the character's head when wearing treant camouflage and desert camouflage. Uh, yeah. intern strikes again. Good job. They need a yeah, raise. That's yeah. actually really, really good. Um, now I have heard complaints about that. Like people that paid for the Gilly are now like, oh, shut up. Wanting to call for a refund on that, but it's like, it still does what it's intended to do. You're just not you're just not cancerous to deal with, you know? Like you can't just like color your gilly to match the environment. I'm not right? literally invisible in RBF anymore. I need a refund. Shut up. Yeah. Good lord. Well, it's like they they're even complaining about that once they did the change in RBF too, but so stupid. Like, it's just you know, it, it, the game's supposed to like basically be a fair fighting game in some capacity right like but just being able to make yourself completely invisible and have an advantage over another player like that that's just insane yeah. um 
So a lot, this will at least kind of like help out a little bit with that. I mean, yeah, they could still do the colors, but it, at least you'll be like basically apparently visible with uh, having your your unknown character name above your head. So yeah. I welcome this change personally. Very good change. Uh, it also says the challenge laboratory only a Black Desert Lab camouflage support has been added to obtain tree and camouflage classic costume box and desert camouflage classic costume box from Black Desert Research Lab. This challenge can only be completed once per family when connecting to the Black Desert Research Lab. So you can only do this on global labs, but I hope, I really do hope that they add this to the live servers. This is basically a one time per family quest that gives you a ghillie suit, which is really nice because the ghillie suit is very strong. It's very useful. And the fact that you, you can't even buy it off the marketplace, which means if you're a completely free to play player, you have literally no way of getting it. It sucks ass. Yep. Yeah. It just, it just makes it a pay to win element and yeah, you know, in its own way. Yeah. So hopefully this is Give only for global advantage. labs right now, but hopefully they, they put this on live. Because uh, I think, I think it would be really nice of them to do that. I, I think I think we could see this as early as next week, honestly. The blue text says, when wearing a camouflage costume, the character's name has been changed to be exposed as Unknown Adventure. However, this update is still under consideration and is applied first to find out the impact of the update in various ways through Black Desert Research Lab. For this reason, we have added that adventurers who use the Black Desert Research Lab can also obtain camouflage suits through challenges. Thank you for your feedback through the Black Desert Research Lab. So they're basically just saying, we're not 100% about this change yet. We just kind of want to put it in Global Labs and see what people say. This is a really good change. I don't even need to log into Global Labs to know that. Please implement this immediately. Thank you. Yeah. Honestly, like, I, I hope they aren't getting too much uh, negative feedback on this change and they want to push it through. Like, yeah, I, I, I just I, I would love to hear like a player's like reasoning for why this is a negative change. Like, honestly, like I'd be interested in knowing their kind of thought process on it. Like, I understand like they spent money on it. Like I have a ghillie, too. I spent money on it, too. But I even personally want this change to come through. It's so silly when, you know, you're in a fight and everyone's wearing ghillies. And it's just it just becomes really difficult to kind of like visually keep track of them like it's just a pain in the ass and then people just mm -hmm. just use it abusively in a lot of different ways so yeah uh cooldown time of change skill preset a part of the old moon scroll has been changed from 60 minutes to 10 minutes uh so now whether you are swapping at a skill instructor or not uh just in the safe zone the cooldown to swap to another preset is going to be 10 minutes so what it is right now for anyone who isn't aware, if you go to a safe zone, you can swap your preset. But if you do it just like in a safe zone in general, the cooldown is 60 minutes. If you go to a skill instructor, it'll be 10 minutes. Uh, now with this change, either way, it's just going to be 10 minutes, which is super nice, especially for people like me, who if I'm out in the world grinding, I'm grinding on Succession Berserker. But then if I have to fight someone, I like to switch to Awakening Berserker because I'm my PvP on Awakening. Uh, so what I will normally do is if I have to PvP someone, uh, I will go to Battle Arena, swap my preset to PvP, and then go fight them. And then I'll just grind the rest of my hour really scuffed in Awakening with not the correct add-ons, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so this is a really nice change. This is basically just, you can s go to Ballerina, swap to your other spec, PVP, and then swap back. 
Um, just a really nice quality of life change. Really appreciate this. Agreed. Um, Definitely. The attribute equipment obtainable in Elvia's realm has been changed so that seasoned characters can use it. Apparently, seasoned characters couldn't use Elvia weapons, which is kind of funny. That's so, weird. I didn't hear about that before. I never heard about it either, but I mean, that is what I'm assuming this is talking about. Attribute equipment obtainable in Elvia's realm, right? That has to mean Elvia yeah, weapons. Yeah, that has to be it, yeah. I mean, so, honestly... I guess I kind of understand why they initially designed it that way because the whole idea and thought is Elvia server spawns or uh, spots are supposed to be kind of like high tier gear, right? So typically it's thought of that season characters are definitely not at that level, but some classes can definitely grind at lower gear score for those locations. So, yeah. Um, Alright, Corsair Awakening. Corsair Awakening will be updated on the official servers of all countries on Wednesday, August 11th, 2021. Uh, so the Awakening is coming uh, this upcoming Wednesday. Um, so pretty hype about that. Um, they added the Rebombs to Global Labs. Uh, my understanding is that Frosty is not super excited about these. Wish he was here to kind of talk about it, but my understanding is that out of one all of them, days for him to be <laughs> Yeah, I know. My my understanding, what you may told me that Frosty was talking about when he was testing them on Global Labs is that one of them might be good for pulling mobs, which would be nice. Uh the other one's kinda not so good. Yeah, um, so when I was watching him test I wasn't there for all the testing he was doing, but I, I seen the skills initially being used, so I kinda had a brief understanding of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just it just looks like he's lobbing bubbles. He's just throwing bubbles out. <laughs> Some yeah. of the skills are pretty nifty. There's one engage-looking skill. Um, I believe it does a bound or a float on the end of the hit, but it has like an engagement type aspect to it. Uh, very similar to like uh my class's pedal drill. Um, which looks like it might be nice. Um, they can't really cancel out of its actual attack though, so. Um, yeah, you know, it's hard to say how useful that will be in a large scale scenario. So yeah, they but, also um made a couple other damage. changes, including increasing the amount of mana or whatever resource they use. You get back um on all kinds of different skills, so that's nice. Actually, do they use mana? I don't know what they. This says spirit recovery. So I don't think that's mana. I think that's its own thing. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not 100% on that. I'm not sure. Yeah, Either way, whatever right. resource they use, they're increasing how much you get for hitting mobs with it. So that's nice. Um, yeah. I don't know if they had a problem, but uh, yeah. I don't recall Frosty ever talking about that, but there again, he is uh, infinite pot. So Yeah, he's got the infinite pot, so he, he, doesn't, he doesn't know the struggle of normal people. Um, so now speaking of we'll 50% reduced weight on their pots, <laughs> so. yeah, right. Uh, so speaking of uh, what should we call it? We got a GM note thingy, um, talking about the Corsair Awakening. Um, there's a whole lot of text here. I don't think I want to read this, to be perfectly honest, but if you're interested, there is a little bit of a like short story, I guess, regarding the Corsair Awakening. Um, here's the picture we saw in the Global Labs of the uh, Corsair Awakening outfit with the otters. 
behind her with her harpoon sword. And then we get the skill, which is interesting. Uh, I like it, personally. Um, other people don't. <laughs> There's a lot of people who don't, which sucks. Um, you know, You're talking hopefully. about the, uh, the one demo skill that video they gave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me open this in a new tab. And then let's zoom in so everybody can see it pretty clearly I here. I seen I Anfield was um, looking at a website that had um, a list of some of their skills from their awakening kit. I don't know where he got that from. Oh well, I have it. Oh, you have all the the website with all the skills, not just the video. Not all the skills, but they they released a post released. talking about some of the skills. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so in this in the one skill preview that we got, you can see that the corsair like used some sort of movement ability to move away from the mobs. She turns around. She lifts her sword up into the air. She like uses some like it like looks like she fire something into the air essentially and then at the same exact time <laughs> the otters on a cannon appear next <laughs> to her and a fucking anchor just annihilates these feather wolves it drops from the sky and just obliterates the feather wolves i love the anchor i hate the otters <laughs> Yeah, I'm hearing some uh, very strong opinions on the otters. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't get the otters. I mean, I get that it's kind of like fun or whatever, but I wish the otters weren't there. The idea of dropping a fucking anchor on someone is amazing. It is hilarious. I love that. I love the anchor. I hate the otters. So very... Think of Nautilus uh, from uh, League of yeah. Legends. <laughs> yeah, bro. The otters are a little much, but... I think the other thing that bothers me about it is that they just, like, appear, which I was hoping they wouldn't, because why? Why do they you were, appear? Were, were you hoping, like, the gang was following her the whole time? Well, no, I honestly, what I was thinking they might do is that she, like, opens up some, like, water portal that they, like, swim out of, you know? I don't know. That has I mean, some implications for the rest of her kit, but, like... That's what I thought they were going to do. They just, like, appear. Why do they just, like, appear out of thin air? It's crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, it makes I, sense I for Mystic's at. Dragon to do it, and it makes sense for Striker's clones to do it. Why? Like, it's fucking crazy. But, yeah, yeah I, I love the anchor. The anchor's fucking hilarious and amazing. And I'm a fan of this skill, honestly. A lot of people don't like it, but I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of it. Um... So let me read what it says here. So the description of the video that we were watching is a, quote, captain's orders open fire into, quote, captain orders cease fire skill combo. So apparently this is uh, two different skills, uh, which I guess you can kind of see that. The anchor drops, and then she does some second hit, which I guess is the, the cease fire ability. So it says, after securing the slippery scallywags den and recovering the heirloom of the crow, Corsair leads the slipper, I think it's supposed to be slippery scallywags, into slippery. battle with her newly obtained Patraca, which I guess is the name of her sword, 
With Petraka, a weapon imbued with the dense mist of the crow's nest in her hands, Corsair can easily rush down enemies while surrounded by its mist. Distant enemies aren't safe either, as she can pierce them with her harpoon from afar, dragging them into her mist and neutralizing them, which we'll talk about that in a second, because I know what everyone's thinking. Yes, we're going to address it. And of course, as the beloved captain of the Slippery Scallywags, she can give out orders for her crew to follow. Her loyal Scallywags are armed to the teeth with cannons and ready to launch an artillery barrage the second Corsair gives the command. All this allowing Corsair to control the battlefield and surprise her enemies. Any foe unfortunate enough to run into Corsair stands no chance of escaping her miss, especially with her loyal crew at her side. So, let's talk about that one line that everyone's been freaking out about. Uh, distant enemies aren't safe either, as she can pierce them with her harpoon from afar, dragging oh them into God, her mist I and neutralizing them. So it appears that not only is she going to obtain a grab, she's going to get a ranged be, grab. It's going to be a hundred foot grab. So people have some problems with this. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> now here's the thing. It, it might warrant having a ranged grab, but here's the problem with giving this class a ranged grab. The last four classes have had ranged grabs. <laughs> like it, it seems like we're getting a little liberal with the ranged grabs, uh, in these classes at this point. Um, Dude, I, like at this point, I, I just feel like uh, every new class is just gonna like try to like beat out the next one on how far the distance is on the crabs. Like, what is actually going on here? I don't even yeah. understand it. And I, I think Kerr talked about this a little bit on the last episode of the podcast. Um, but it almost seems like, and I mean, we don't know for sure because we don't have the kit. Right, but it almost seems like it's just something that they're just throwing in there because they're like, "Oh yeah, they need like a really strong, quick catch. Let's just give them a range grab." Sure. Well, that's like that was like Frosty's thought on it. He's like, uh, you know, because of how the succession kit looks and whatnot, the the the, the catches are not really that great, right? Um, there's very few catches, and on top of that, they're not really that great for like one v ones and whatnot. It's kind of like catches that are work; they'll work well if no one's paying attention to, and you catch them in the back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and even then, they're probably not even going to work all that well um, because they're very limited in nature and how they work. But like, so Frosty was talking about at one point, I think during the podcast, like a, a week or two ago or something like that. But uh, basically, saying you know, like. He wouldn't be surprised if they had a grad to the Awaken kit because, you know, they have to come up with either fast catches or she needs something in order to compete, right? Yeah. And I understand that, but it's like, fucking hell, another range grab? Yeah, it's like, more... Obviously, it, we don't have it yet, so we're making, yeah, 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 we're yeah, making yeah. a lot of assumptions here. But it's just the optics of it. Yeah, it's it's, it's the optics. Like, it's not necessarily that the range grab is going to be busted. It could, it could not. We have no idea. We have to get the class and then experience it before we can make that decision. But the optics look really bad when you've in the last four classes you've added four ranged grabs. That looks really it, bad. It, well, I mean, it just it, it, it really it really concerns me on what they plan to do with the reboot. 
because yeah. like so they're planning on adding new skills at least one right to probably every class that are the 17 classes that are being selected for this that's my understanding right so there's a likelihood that they basically are just gonna just rip the band-aid off say fuck it and they're gonna give every class a grab that is going to massively change how this game works if they do that like i'm obviously being a little hyperbolic here on my concerns but there's a pretty damn good chance that they're probably going to do that like looking at these new classes well yeah like yeah again three or four classes yeah it's it's a huge concern i personally i don't like that I, and i mean again i think it's a reasonable concern to have because again you've the last four classes have all had ranged grabs so what kind of like inference do you want us to make on the upcoming changes whenever this is what yeah, you do like, exactly I mean, it's just, yeah and i and i also agree that there are a lot of people especially you see it all the time on reddit people are like every class needs to have a grab or no class needs to have a grab it's like okay like let's just make every agree. class yeah. exactly the same then like that's yeah, so I boring don't, I, don't, I don't want that like i don't want something to dumb down the outplay potential like and, and it, not every time a grab is added, that, that is what happens. Not every class is like that. But in a lot of classes that have grabs, it does dump down the outplay potential. Like, when all they have to do is literally just wait for the grab cooldown and then just go back in. Like, that's just that's just not very, you know... It's not very, like, uh, you know, competitive-friendly at all, in my opinion. Yeah. It's just, like... It's just an I-win button. Like... I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just weird to me. I I don't I do not like this um, perception. Like obviously we're still making an assumption on this skill, but it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty much. We should point out. We should, like I I feel the need to point out again. Like it's not necessarily that the grab itself is OP. It could be more like Hash's grab. Like Hash's grab doesn't feel super crazy. At least not to it's me. Not, it's not as bad. Yeah, because and like hell, the rest of the kit doesn't feel so insane that the grab seems unnecessary, and yeah. the grab itself doesn't feel insanely powerful either. But then you have something like Awaken Nova, where it's like they have no problem getting catches even without the grab, but on top of that, they get a range grab that they can just throw they get out a every range like grab, eight seconds. A fucking vacuum, and you know. Then you have like... Sage, which need I say anything? And on top of everything else, they also have a range grab. So it's like it could be like Hash, where it's not so much of a problem and it seems relatively balanced. But it could also be like Sage or Awaken Nova, where it's like, okay, this is problematic. Yeah. And it, um, it feels like in a lot of cases the range grabs are even more forgiving in some cases than melee grabs. Yeah, I, I don't no, know I why, agree. but they have been. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll have to see how powerful it is. It just, as far as optics go, it looks awful that you have now given a fourth class in a row a range grab. Whenever this is a pretty common complaint among players. Um, not just grabs, but ranged grabs in particular, but also grabs to a lesser extent in general. It's, it's, it's a problem. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll have to see. Uh, so we have Coursers main awakening skills. So this is a list of a couple skills. They have, uh, spare no quarter, uh, throws her rope into the air, lifting her up and surrounding her blade in mist as she comes down and slices her foes. 
Um, so this almost kind of seems like her current pre-awakened shift cue, almost, where she kind of, like, launches herself in the air and then comes down. Um, sun shielder Patraka throws her rope towards the sun. Okay. Floating mid-air before firing her harpoon. Enemies hit by the harpoon will be neutralized by her miss. I'm guessing that means a stun, I'm assuming? So this is some sort of movement stun, probably. Uh, if I had to guess, I'd say it's probably going to be a little similar to... Uh, like, I think of archers sideways right-click, where they do the little roll into the the knockdown shot. You know what I'm talking about, Nashi? Yeah. That's kind of what I think of when, when I read this. Um, Ocean's right. Lure reels back her launched harpoon, luring enemies into the mist. So, assuming, uh, or presumably, rather, this is the grab. Um, now, what's interesting... Sounds so weird. Yeah, what's what's interesting is that this doesn't say that she launches her harpoon. It just says that she reels back her launched harpoon. So it makes it sound like there's there's actually going to be some sort of like I don't know, like you can I don't know. I don't know what this is impl this is implying some weird thing where it's like a two-part grab where you like launch your harpoon and then if it hits, you have the option of, like, doing the grab function of it, is what so it like sounds like. So, like, pulling a man or something like that? Or... Yeah, I mean, that's what it... Because it says reels back her launched harpoon, which means there's another skill that launches her harpoon, presumably. Right? Yeah. I mean... So... Like when, I don't know when, when, when maybe it was Anfield, but uh, so like on Anfield's podcast or not podcast uh, on his uh, stream the other day, uh, yesterday, someone was saying that it sounded like a like a pin down skill, like something to like like leash you into place, right? But yeah, it's just sounding more like a grab than like a. I mean, yeah, it says luring enemies into the mid. I mean, I don't know. I guess that could. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Oh, I have to see it. I have to see it, but it sounds like a range grab, and I'm Blitz not super hype about it. Blitz, uh, Blitz grab from League of Legends. Yeah, it can uh, be. And then we have Captain's Orders Open Fire, which is a BSR skill, it looks like. Uh, it has a little BSR emblem on it. Um, I'm not sure if it's a 100 or a 200, but it has it. Lifts her weapon into the air, giving the signal to open fire. Following her orders, the Scallywags fire their ship's massive anchor at the enemy. So that's the skill that we have up here. Open fire. Um, I'm assuming that's probably going to be a 100%, I feel like. But we'll see. Uh, so yeah. Uh, look forward to the swashbuckling antics of Corsair and the Slippery Scallywags on August 11th, 2021. So that is also coming up this upcoming Wednesday. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what it is. I I I feel like this is going to be neat, if nothing else. Just this one skill. I fucking love it. I love the anchor. So I'm excited to see what they do with it. Uh, other people, not so much. <laughs> if you go to yeah. the comments of this post, we have uh, Facepalm, yeah, ruined. GG, give me a reason. Thanks for giving me a reason to play Final Fantasy. Uh, meanwhile, every other game uses what simply works and sells instead of experimental Frankenstein ideas. Uh, Lamal was garbage. Uh, another disappointment. 
Uh, yeah, so a couple well, positive comments in here, but mostly... Uh, Fra- Frosty actually dipped in real quick. I guess there's some uh, big necessity to set the uh, the trend for the pronunciation. I guess it's uh, Utreku yeah. or something like P- that is how they're P- saying. He, he typed in my chat, he said Patreka. Patreka? Patreka. Uh, how they're saying the pronunciation, though, is Utreku. I don't know. He says Patrika. Why did you just type that number? I have no idea why that came in there. (laughs) Why did it not copy from there? Can you not copy from? Uh. So anyway, yeah. I I am looking forward to uh to this. I'm pretty excited. Um, I do not care much about the succession. Doesn't seem very fun to me. But just from this one skill. I am already more on board with the Awakening than I am for the Succession. So, excited to see what they do. Probably won't reroll, but I will be excited to play it a little bit. So, that's coming up. So, look forward to that. Uh, moving on. Or, Nash, any final thoughts about that before we move on? Mm, nah, not really. Alright, let's talk about BDO getting more pay to win. Uh, <laughs> There's the, the real topics here. Yeah, so... They put this up on August 4th, three days ago. Uh, Notices upcoming changes to central market prices for Pearl items and Pearl outfit extraction quantities. Um, So the TLDR of this is they're changing outfits, uh, how many crons you get from them and how much Vox Cries you get from them and how much you can sell them for on the market. Uh, the before values are 110 Valkyries, 330 Cronstones, and 335 uh, million silver max price. The after quantities are 140 Valkyries, 420 Cronstones, and 470 million silver. Um, yeah. So, what are your thoughts, Nayashi? Why? Like. <laughs> Like you mentioned this the other day, was it yesterday or two days ago? When yeah. this, um, but basically, like, in the point in time where you have so much competition about to come out in the MMO industry, like, there's a lot of hype with games that are coming with New World. You got Lost Ark, um, you got uh, uh, Elion. All these games are coming out relatively close proximity of each other, and you're going to up the value of pay to win. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd like to give a defense cause we talked about this in our, in our group chat. Um, so I'd like to give uh, Frosty's take on it. Cause he kind of defended it. Me and him went back and forth a little bit on it. The, the, he, the, the standard white knighting. Yeah. So uh, I linked the post and then, uh, he says, where, 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 where? Let's see here. So I said, uh, it busts swipers, uh, but nerfs buyers buying outfit for crons because they up the amount of silver more than they up the amount of crons, uh, which is annoying because uh, that means that we're making it better for sellers and worse for buyers because you get less crons, but you're spending more money. 
Uh, he says that's definitely not true because right now a lot of people don't have access to costumes because they aren't worth listing. Now they're kind of are depending on your threshold for silver per dollar value-wise. Uh, as a well, KR has been 420 crons and 630 million silver for one year already. Um, so essentially yeah. his argument his argument is that you can't buy costumes very much on the market right now because no one's selling because it's not super worth. And with this price increase, uh, hopefully it will encourage more people to list more costumes, allowing players uh, to buy more costumes off the marketplace to get crons to enhance their uh, items, which is a fair take. Yeah, um, they did, however, slightly nerf it too. I don't know if you noticed the the value of how many uh, crown stones and Valkyries you get is not equivalent or it's not as close to what it was originally. No, actually I literally just talked about that five seconds ago. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was getting a grief. <laughs> <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they increased the, the Jesus Christ. They increased the <laughs> amount of silver that you can sell costumes for in the marketplace more than they increase the amount of Valk's Cries and Crons that you get uh, from the costume from extracting it, which well, at least sucks. Frosty can feel better. It's not just when he talks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of it, but at the same time, like, and this is what I said in our group chat, like, I don't see anybody quitting over this, man. Everybody who had a problem with pay to win has already left the building, in my opinion. I don't think this is like, no one is people might be upset about this and people might think that this is a bad idea. I'm one of those people. Um, but yeah, I I don't think anybody's going to leave over this in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like for those that are like been sticking out since the beginning, the only reason why I could see people leaving is if they're interested in new games and that's basically it. Like, the, pay to, the the quote unquote pay to win element of it is not really going to be too much of a factor because it's not like it's really that much more of an issue. Yeah. So uh, I would like to point out one thing though. Yeah, I think, which we also talked about this a little bit in our group chat. This, uh, what an awful time to put this change in. Yeah. Um. This is, despite what people. Like, despite all the good changes that have been making right now, I feel personally that right now it is the popular thing to shit on and quit BDO and then make your own Moreland video, except for not as long because you don't actually care, where you talk about your grievances with BDO and why you're quitting. Yeah. Um, and I've so. Seen a number of different videos since Moreland. Yeah. Which I like. I might be making a video talking about this later on, but it, it just feels like it's what, a band. No, no, no. <laughs> talking about way. people quitting because it feels like it's a real bandwagon thing. And I, I don't mean to say that to like try and attack anyone or diminish anybody's like reasons for quitting or whatever. Like at the end of the day, if you want to quit, then quit. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean it in legitimately, like if you don't like spending your free time on BDO, you shouldn't because that fucking sucks. It sucks doing things that you don't want to in your free time. Um, but it, it seems like it's just the popular thing to do right now. And so to give more ammo to people that are, for whatever strange reason, in my opinion, being super pessimistic about the game right now, like, I, I think 
this was a really bad time to do this. And yeah. I know Frosty pointed out in our group chat, he was like, well, they said that this was coming back in 2019. And it's like, well, yeah, but A, they could have just decided not to do it. It's not like they've never gone back on what they've said before. And then B, it's like, you couldn't have held off until we got out of this like doom and gloom yeah, thing that people like, are in right now. It's like potentially devastating to your your player base. Uh, yeah, know, like people are time. people are like, and again, I can't stress this enough. Strangely, for whatever reason, really upset about the current state of the game. Even though this is, in my opinion, the best it's been in years. Um, like. Why are you giving them more ammunition? It's very confusing. But yeah, so and yeah, Frosty wanted me to point out. Uh, he wants it on the record that he would highly prefer them not to have the Kron melting um, slash costume selling at all. But uh, I do see how the players that don't spend money on it gives them a slightly better chance at you know getting costumes through the marketplace. So yeah, he told me the same thing in my chat. Yeah, so. To clarify, um, I don't like this. I don't think anybody likes this except for whales. Whales like this. Um, but that being said, I mean, it will increase the amount of costumes you can buy in the marketplace, which is, I guess, a good thing if you're a free-to-play player. Um, but I don't think anybody's quitting because of this. Not really. Yeah. They might list this as one of their one of their grievances in their I'm quitting BDO YouTube videos, but I don't think anybody's quitting because of this. Yeah, I, like any, I and yeah, to your point, like it, people are probably just going to use it as like some sort of like way to, you know. Well, they're going to add it to the list of grievances. Yeah, I mean, like, they'll it make is. it sound like it's this huge big <laughs> ordeal, but like honestly, there's no way. So, TLDR, a uh, good change if you're a free-to-play player that wants to buy costumes on the marketplace. Good change if you sell costumes. Um, whatever kind of change, if you're buying costumes, it's more expensive, but you get more cons. Uh, bad change if you are very anti-pay-to-win and don't like the idea of buffing swipers. So, take your pick. Whatever position you want to take. There's the there's the list. Um all right, moving on. We got Nodor. Okay, so we got a couple things to talk about. We got to talk about. I I think first we should talk about the guild skill, um, the 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 annex changes. No, 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 not the annex changes. The the uh, uh, spirit the of battle. Blessing? Spirit of battle. Oh, yeah. Spirit of battle. So there's a. I thought new... you were going down a list of changes rather than trying to remember the specific. No, I, I was trying to remember the name of it. Um, so yeah. there's a new mechanic that they put into the game where you die, your guild dies a lot. This bar fills up, and then you get access to uh, these neat uh, certain skills. The most, I think it's two of them, right? Isn't there only two of them right now? Correct. There's a revival yeah. one that's an There's, hour long cooldown, yeah. and then the uh, spirit one, which is the five, the revival uh, one, reduces one. your entire guild's uh, death uh, respawn timers to zero, so that everyone can spawn instantly. And the other one basically gives everyone in your guild PA. Is like, it, I mean, the TLDR of it is its PA. Um, yeah. Protected area. Sorry, I should clarify. I mean, it's it's honestly better. Yeah, it, I mean, it is. It, it's a little bit better. Um, so what have you node ward? I'm assuming you have. I did not, but I was present and watching some of the node ward. So I, 
you know, I I know about it and I got yeah. feedback from uh, my guild on, you know, how they thought about it. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I could talk about it. I noted last night that skill is insanely powerful. Like, holy yeah. shit levels of powerful. Um, It makes everyone insanely tanky, and it only has a cooldown of, I think, 10 minutes. Um, That shit is crazy. Wait, uh, the, the spirit... It's five minutes. It's five minutes? Jesus five Christ, minutes. that's even worse. Yeah, I, I, I think... If you're gonna have it be that big of an effect, it has to have a longer cooldown, I think. You either have to reduce how tanky it makes people, which... Like, eh. Or you have to increase the cooldown, honestly. Yeah, it, you I have mean, to do one or the other. There, There's there's a couple different ideas I have with this. Um, I know Frosty gave his... Um, like, basically his uh, thoughts on the whole skill... Um, I'll read his thoughts here in a second. But uh, basically, he says he thinks it's bad overall. Um, he thinks it either, like you said, needs a longer cooldown for how powerful it is, or it can keep the same cooldown but significantly reduce what it does. Um, he does like the idea that uh, you know it keeps weaker guilds competitive, but it's yeah. up there. You know, it's too too abusable, basically. Um, and I, I agree with those points. I mean, just like what you were saying too. Um, like, I think the cooldown idea is good. Um, I think uh, they also need to tone down some of the elements of the skill. Um, like, because I know Frosty also mentioned this uh, yesterday after their war. But uh, basically, the thirty-second super armor—that's insane. Like, yeah, I understand what they went for. Make it 10 seconds instead. Hell, even 20 seconds would be better than 30, but like it, it should honestly only be about 10 seconds. 30 seconds of super armor with 200 DR and 500 HP every second, basically. That's yeah. insane. That's actually insane. Um, yeah, it's pretty nutty. You, because at least during PA, you could be CC'd. You're just, you know, ridiculously tanky, right? Um, you don't heal, you still take damage. You'd still die during a PA. It's just obviously far more difficult. This is not as tanky, but you are unseeable. So it means you can constantly attack. You could throw out whatever damaging abilities you have. And most of the time, generally, people are only throwing out the safe skills, so they're not able to throw out as much damage potential, um, theoretically. So yeah, it's just... It's just insane what you can do with it. From from the experiences that they had last night, they basically were learning that uh, this is a skill you run from if you see your opponents pop it. It's like mm. it's the old it's the old approach to like the push and pull with PA, um, trying to you know pop your PA and utilize your PA but dodge their PA. So it's the same kind of concept with this. Except on a much a much more ridiculous scale. Now, mind you, this is harder to achieve because you have to basically be wiping in order to achieve it. I think um, um, Apoc was fighting Spartan last night, and Spartan was able to get seven of them, seven uses of this skill. Apoc got one. 
Um, so it's that's really strong. It can it turned what would typically be a shorter fight into a, a definitely a lot longer one, which makes it fun in a one v one scenario. But if you think about it from like a a uh, multi guild fight scenario, that that's going to be insane. It's going to be difficult to knock out weaker guilds in those scenarios. So that could be looked at as more fun, or that could be looked at as extremely challenging i guess it really depends um so i don't know it's i think it's still a little early but i think overall it's kind of i'm in agreement with you guys it's it's kind of too strong in its current form yeah i think it's a good idea like yeah i like the idea you know letting lower guilds have you know lower gear score guilds and lower you know, player count guilds have more fun by being able to like, instead of just being Rick roll the whole time throughout the entire role, just getting just absolute dumpstered. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it at least gives you an opportunity to like fight back and maybe win a couple pushes. The problem is where the abusiveness aspect of it can, can work. Um, basically you can purposely int into a guild one or two fights and then you utilize this skill after you have a really strong offensive push against the enemy, and then now you're on top of their base. You combine this with the changes that they did to the annexes, which they reduced the annexes, basically HP or their defense capabilities as well with this patch. Um, So now everything's a lot weaker again than what they were previously. And you can literally just basically blow up someone's base, base trade, base race by basically abusing the skill and this is where the problem i think is going to end up being once once skills learn how to utilize it properly i think that's where it's going to really be a problem they're just going to purposely and then they're going to win the fights to get on top of the base then they're going to pop the skill when they're respawning just so that they can nuke the fort um yeah so that's a huge concern because you know like last week or you know a couple weeks ago when it was uh you know it's much more difficult to kill the annexes and the fort itself you had to go through and kill the fort and whatnot, which was fun. You know, it, was, it made it more tactful and whatnot. This has its own form of tact, but, you know, it's it could either prolong some really weird fights or it could make some fights just extremely short because they'll just go straight for the fort and just ignore everything else. So, yeah. So here's here's my thoughts summarized. Good Good idea. I like the idea. We need to either increase the cooldown or reduce the effectiveness of the skill. Maybe a little bit of both, but don't do it too much where it's useless. Also, add more skills. Add more skills to the spirit of battle so that it becomes like a decision, right? I would I, I, I would much rather it become like... There's a multitude of options. To yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want yeah. it to be like a, I have to pick from this list of things, like what's going to be most useful in this like scenario, yeah. rather than like just, that. oh yeah, this skill's busted as shit, and now we have access to it for this next push. You see what I'm saying? The the I do I do like that idea. It's just they have to be careful, and they have to make sure that all the skills have some sort of equality in, in power, because if yeah. there's one skill yeah, that's yeah. obviously too strong, then they're just only ever going to use that. Or maybe make it so that there's long cooldowns in each individual skill, but you have to rotate through the cycle or something like that. No, um, but see, that just... reduces the choice, though. Yeah, yeah. I because then you would that. just be rotating through the skills. I, I want there to be... 
In a perfect world, I would like for there to be, like, let's say five skills, all on relatively low cooldowns, like five, ten minutes, that all do different things but are fairly balanced to where each one of them could be extremely useful in the right situation and, like, borderline useless in the wrong situation. Yeah. And then if you want to have one skill like this one, where it's just, it's going to be useful no matter what, you give it a little bit longer of a cooldown and you let that be that. But, like, I don't know. I I, I could see a lot of potential for this sort of thing. Yeah. So, one more point I want to add to this this particular skill as far as, like, what could potentially change with it. And this is an idea I was thinking of last night. I'm not sure if anyone else has thought about this, but why not make it just strictly for winning a fight? So what I mean by that is make it so that when you have the skill active, you do reduce damage to structures like forts and annexes. I think that would be fine. That would make it at least focused around what it's actually truly intended for, which is actually winning a fight, not, not allowing you to abuse it to kill a fort. Um, which is what I think will probably end up being the case. So, like, if you want to, you know, like, I do agree still, like, you know, maybe increase the cooldown to 10 minutes or something like that. Um, and then maybe reduce the super armor a bit. But if they happen to leave that, or even if they do reduce it, make add in a feature where basically it reduces damage to annexes and forts. I think that would make it fairer. And it wouldn't be as devastating, um, de- devastatingly overpowered in some situations. So, yeah. Um. All right. Give it so, a drawback, basically. Give a powerful skill a drawback. <laughs> like that's that's nah, basically she, the idea. Actually, nah, let me ask you something. Yeah. Are you aware of what's happening in T ones right now? I am not exactly, but I did. I did get a complaint from a Mayo buddy saying uh, Mayo damage was pretty much garbo right now. And yeah, no, that's that's not the problem. I w- I'll show you the problem. Let me let me pull this up for you real quick because a problem we have. <laughs> um, let me pull up. Where is my? Here we are. So I'm gonna put this on main screen. I'm gonna share my screen to Discord if you want to tune in. Uh, for this? Sure. Hopefully it's at a decent quality. My internet sucks. So, if you can't see it too well, I can just link it to you. I can see it. Uh, relatively good enough, I think. It depends on what you're wanting me to see. Okay, so I would just like for you, if you can, to watch the hp of the fort okay 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 so you can see we have a sage here teleporting around doing sage things he gets caught and he goes down now look at the hp of the fort you notice anything strange about that you notice anything strange about that nayashi (laughs) that is really bad now you might think, well, that's kind of a weird thing, but that's probably a one-time incident. I actually did hear about this. I, I point you to evidence number two. Please uh, enjoy this clip as well. Please, I beg you to watch the HP of the fort. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and this goes along with the sentiment I mentioned about the spirit of 
the spirit of battle or whatever like if you have it pop during that period you guys basically almost can't be stopped uh here is a third example uh let me rewind this a little bit uh so you can see here hp of the fort and it's dead yeah so to go along with this here's another example yeah (laughs) i did i did hear that in some cases uh Basically, forts were dying in under a minute. Yes. So, so, for clarification, for anybody who's wondering, this is all on T1s. Um, T1s are fucked. Uh, in one of these clips, I don't remember which one it was, you can actually hear someone say T1 is dead after a fort dies in 0.2 seconds, which is pretty funny. Um, yeah, for some strange reason... One of the changes that they made, or maybe a combination of changes that they have made... Well, let me just put one of these on, on repeat. I'm going to do this one, because I, I like this one. Um, forts and T1 just die instantly. Uh, in every single one of these clips, you can see people just completely ignoring like other structures. Uh, and just going purely for fort damage. Uh, in the second clip, if I were to turn on the audio, you'd actually hear the shot caller go, fuck the structures, just go for the stick, go for the stick, go for the stick, yeah. because that is now the strategy. Or Sorry, it's the third clip. In this third I clip... I, I think that's kind of what um, APOC did last night to finish off uh, Spartan, um, because Spartan was just going straight for the fort as well, if I remember correctly. But again, I I can't stress enough that this is T1s. Like, this is... This is gear-capped. This is a problem. This is gear-capped, people. Like, okay, so they just got to this fort. Like, this guy just showed up to this fort. It is two minutes into this war. He just showed up to the fort later than, like, I don't know, maybe, like, ten people. And the fort's already down to 75%. At this point, I think the shot caller says, just go for the fort, and the HP just... They have all of their structures. Every single structure damn near in this base is still up. This fort ended in under five minutes. And it's dead. Right there. So at at 317, it's dead. When does this war start? It starts, like, somewhere back here. I think. It was, like, a two- to three-minute war, then. At 317, the fort dies. When does the the war start? He kind of sits in town for a minute or two. Remember, 317 is when the fort dies. And it's not like they had overwhelming numbers. That was like what? Maybe no. maybe at most 20? And even. it's and it's and it's gear capped. <laughs> so it's and not it's like they have 350 AP just shredding through structures. Um now remember, three seventeen is when the fort dies. We're ca- we're closing in on two minutes in this uh, vod before war so even starts. It's not okay, even a so minute war. war starts at one fifty four. The fort died at three seventeen. Now I Jesus. suck at math, but I believe that means that that fort died in one minute and twenty three seconds, thirty three yeah. seconds. Something like that, yeah. That's really, really short. Either way, the fort dies in less than two minutes. Well, uh, the positive note is that T1 Gilk get back to grinding right away because they obviously need the gear. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So, 
uh, TLDR PA, please fix this. Uh, <laughs> this. This is not okay. This is a problem. Yeah, this 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 needs this needs this needs to stop. This is not okay. <laughs> that's that's really really bad. Yeah, that's awful. Um, that's really bad. Yeah. So hopefully I, they they fix that immediately because yeah, I, uh, I didn't know what you're originally gonna be referring to, but yeah, the uh, I did hear that some forts were dying in like less than a minute or so. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yep. uh, it's a bit of a problem. It's a bit of a problem. Hopefully they do something about it. It's not okay. Uh, my guild is officially a T two guild now because no T ones is big big no no yeah. Between not being able to kill anybody, so everybody feels like they do actually no damage, so they're not having fun, like, because they can't kill anybody, and then this, where it's actually just, you're better off just ignoring the ball, even, because what it, they can't kill you, so just run to the fort and kill the fort, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's, it's really silly. So hopefully yeah. they fix things. Because uh, it's not yeah, okay. It would be it would be uh, good to have the HP on the forts at least back. Yeah. Um. Secondarily, uh, sieges. We got the siege changes, and things are fucking crazy. Uh, here's a screenshot that. Uh, actually, I will uh, send this to you. Um. Uh, Kamoris, good friend of mine. Uh, he's in EU. He linked me that picture and stream before we got started. Uh, that is the Valencia territory with twenty castle or twenty forts on it. In EU. It's gonna be it's gonna be cracked tonight. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's pretty fucking crazy. And then uh, this was SEA, Calfion SEA. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen forts on Calfion uh, SEA. So, yeah, people want them siege rewards. Let's just go take a look-see, because I'm curious. Uh, oh, I have to swap, I forgot. Fuck, I don't feel like swapping. There's probably a lot of forts already on NA, I would assume. I don't feel like checking. I'm being told to look in guild chat? In guild chat. What am I, what am I looking in guild chat for? What am I? Why am I looking in guild chat? I am looking in guild chat in Discord. What am I looking for? You're trolling you. I'm being trolled. Oh, oh, you want? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So, yeah. <sighs> There's this thing going on where people are uh, trying to essentially script a stalemate so that everyone, every player in every guild gets 500 mil. Um, I believe this happened really? in SEA, and it's also now apparently happening in NA, where there are some guilds that are trying to get a bunch of different guilds to essentially force a stalemate. So that every single person in all of those guilds get 500 mil. Essentially, they're going to drop on a region with, like, presumably 5 to 10 guilds and push off everyone 
who is not part not of them affiliated. just by zerging yeah. them down, and then they're just going to all leave and uh, make it stalemate. Uh, apparently it's happening in EU as well. I'm being told that Valencia is scripted to force a stalemate as well. Yikes. Which is why we can't have nice things, by the way. Like, people Yikes. complain... Why doesn't Siege give money? They make Siege give money, and then you have ten guilds forcing a stalemate so that people can make, like, one hour, two hours worth of grinding. Um, yeah. Which is pretty pretty cringe. Pretty cringe. Uh, this is why we can't have nice things. They're probably going to nerf the rewards. Uh, and then everybody's going to go back to not sieging and crying no, about just, how it gives no they money. They just need to clean up the rules on and conditions on how you can actually get funds. I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to change it to where stalemating gives, like, no money. Or it gives the same as a loss, which is 150 mil. That's what they should do, then. Honestly. Which sucks, because... It does, but you know what? It's... Not winning uh, is basically losing. People want to ruin things for everybody. It's really annoying. So, yeah. That's, uh... That sucks not fun don't do that siege Uh, already sucks enough man why are we scripting stalemates it's so i I, if you're someone participating in this that's all i have to say to you gross um moving on last thing before we get to comments is the enhancement changes uh we got it on live uh apparently some people really like it. Some people really don't. Uh, Nashi, thoughts? Briefly, because we already talked about this, I think. Yeah, I mean, I not not necessarily the biggest fan about the annex changes. I think the skill is nice, but the the siege related stuff they need to work on it, flesh it out a little bit more. So, Nashi, we I'm. I've already moved on from that. I'm talking about the enhancement changes. Oh, I thought you were talking about the the siege. What were the thoughts on that? <laughs> <laughs> um, for the enhancement, I mean, the enhancement system is uh, basically. Uh, I talked to um, Bisetimus, uh and got his thoughts on it. He loves it. Um, he thinks it's a really, really good system on how the enhancement's set up now. He said his biggest problem is uh, he's thinking it's going to make him quit because he's going to have to do the 30k quests. And he hates doing quests. He thinks the uh, the plus five uh, permanent uh, stack is too good to pass up on now because of how it works with the uh, absorbing the, the black stones and, the, and whatnot. So that... I think it's I think it's overall really good though. It's it's less less bullshit you have to deal with when you're enhancing. So yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, I believe we talked about this last week, but they they changed enhancement to be a little bit more uh, QL friendly, I guess. Where now essentially you can just sacrifice a certain amount of black stones to just instantly garner a certain amount of fail stacks. I believe the maximum is thirty, right? Uh, I haven't personally tried it, so I don't know what the max is. I think the maximum is 30. I don't remember. I haven't used it yet, so I can't really talk too much about it. Um, but, uh, it seems, generally speaking, that most people are really happy about it and really on board with it. 
I got uh, confirmation so, it's 30. Yeah, okay. Uh, some people are a little irked, but I think they're the minority. I think most people are pretty hype about it. Um, so yeah, that's nice. Good change. Um, very good change. Uh, alright, well, I guess that's it, unless there's anything else to talk about. Did we forget anything? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so either. I think that was pretty much everything. Yeah. There wasn't any anything else that I remember that we didn't already tap onto, so I'm trying to think. Yeah. Alright, yeah, so nothing on the notes. Let me pull up the comments from the last episode. Uh let's see here. First uh, guess I gotta put this on screen now, don't I? I have not gone through these comments, so there might be some uh, might be some no good ones in here. <laughs> I didn't really see anything that was negative, but that was a couple days ago. I didn't get it. I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it in between my. My shit here. That's good enough. Alright, uh, I'll uh, scroll all the way to the bottom. I haven't done this in a while, so excuse me. Uh, okay, uh, Battle Hot Dog says, OMG, it's a fellow tamer. I thought they died out. Fun fact, if you put a jump set on your tamer, Helling is actually fast as fuck. Doesn't run out of stamina that fast when you jump spam while riding. Also, desyncs like crazy, so you can't get hit. That is a fun fact. Uh, all, uh, uh, sorry, all, uh, Ali Speed says, nice, do more of these guest episodes, would love to see one with a Lon or a Valk. Uh, yeah, we're gonna try and be better about having guests on. Yeah, we need to get back into the routine. We, we did it pretty consistently, and then we kind of stopped, we started slacking, and well, they, we're gonna There was, like, a whole bunch of, like, series of major changes that were happening, so it just, like became yeah basically in our view like impossible to actually like have a guest on and talk about anything related to the guests there was just too much too much honestly going on yeah. in the game um styrofoam rock says i was personally hoping for more of a mermaid themed awakening with more water magic and dream wells a corsair's mermaid armor slash form would have made an awesome succession outfit hopefully we'll get it eventually that'd be neat uh i doubt it but that would be neat. I was also kind of hoping for them to go in like the more magic direction. If they weren't going to go with like a deep sea type thing, which they didn't, I was kind of hoping they would go with the more magical thing too. But oh well, we'll see. I, I think the anchor is funny and uh, pretty dope. Miss Ghoul says, I like otters, but these. These ones in the game are horrifying. <laughs> if they're part of Awakening Kit, do they just materialize out of nowhere? Yes, they do. Then go poof like striker clones? Yes, they do. Would look too weird. Yes, it does. I agree. I don't know <laughs> why they're just like suddenly appearing out of thin air. It's fucking crazy. Yes, they do. And yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tristan Crow says, uh, looks like I guess right on the weapon. Just hope it isn't as bad as Succession. Also, please replace Reslar with Kerr. He dope as fuck. I agree. Uh, first name says that was one of the weirdest suggestions on how to improve tamer on large scale. Most people would say larger AOE on your main damage scale, more protected damage, but being able to ride the dog into battle does seem like it would be really fun. 
it's funny that. it's funny that they make comments about you and whatnot but here i am like zoning out when i'm like dueling or something and i just totally lose my place with what you're on <laughs> topic yeah i mean but that's you know <laughs> you do that every episode so that's that's you know. true that's true i'm consistent that's the thing it's all yeah, about yeah. consistency <laughs> uh one uh dima chic sorry i probably fucked that name up into oblivion uh says in sea server the t1 guilds here are already planning to go to siege together when the cap siege is online the papega horde is coming as for the case of sage and suck whiz witch i think suck whiz witch is more busted before because of their range basically if you want to rush them they can damage slash kill you on their way there or they can just tp away in the case of sage they need to come near to deal damage so you can at least pressure slash catch the sage with more people and i would agree with that sentiment it's also like Witch Wiz has way more utility than Sage as well, right? They have the heals, the speed spell, the PA, they have magical shield. They have a lot of. It's not just the damage; it's also the utility. And Sage doesn't have that stuff. Um, Lee MMO says vote for Kerr to intern at Value Pack. He needs a place to talk about BDO more after majority of nerds and words quit BDO Keck W. Anywho, dope podcast. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Have they? Also, I mean. Yeah, did Tim quit? I think Tim is also done playing. Yeah, I don't think he made. Really? I don't think he ever made like a official announcement or anything. But I think he just kind of stopped. Yeah, I thought playing. it was just Moreland, but um, yeah, I think he's Tim just... did quit. Wow. So yeah. wait, what is he doing now? He plays other games, dude. He's gonna be top New World streamer. Oh, he's going. That's right. He is going to New World. I forget about. Yeah, that. they got a they got a guild over there, dog. Um. Also, New World got delayed. <laughs> Keck W. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad they did. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, it. Here's the thing: it, it it needs to be delayed even more than it already is delayed because I still don't think it's ready to launch. In all honesty, um. But I mean, know, I think I think it's get. enough time to get the major issues out of the way. I think that's what's important. Yeah. Uh, Soloit says, just kind of spitballing here. They mentioned revamping old grind spots. What if we combine old sets, uh, parentheses, all four lost armor, all four train accessories, all four Asula accessories, uh, into raw silver item for new players to actually experience the grind spots rather than skipping them? New player would actually grind catfish, helms, and even some Valencia spots with weakened Asula drops. Just balance this over so it doesn't outperform high end spots. Also, doesn't feel like a waste of time. Could adjust the. Could could also adjust drop and then it has dot 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 like they have typed more, but I can't I I can't show more so I don't know what to do about that. There's no <laughs> there is there is no read more button so either I'm being trolled or YouTube bugged out I'm not sure which is I'm not sure which is the case. Um, serium serium serum serium says, uh, I don't really see why you guys had to talk so much shit about Nayashi after he left. You seem to do it plenty when he's here. Kind of a dick move. And then uh, a a thumbs down emoji. Wait, you guys talk shit about me when I left? No. And that's <laughs> what's really confusing. I, I literally, I went back <laughs> and listened. I went back and listened to the show after like i i read that comment because i was like did we talk shit about nayashi and like i don't think we even mentioned you after you left like 
The only yeah, time we said you, the, that's probably the shit talk, you know. You the only time we said up. your name was when we <laughs> talked about your Twitch stream at the end. I'm pretty sure that's the only time we mentioned you after you left. So, like, I I am very confused. That's pretty funny. Maybe they're I, just trolling and they wanted it to get read on the podcast and make it awkward. Yeah, I don't know. I I am I am very confused. Um. House of Mana says, really like this Kerr guy. His energy is great. Insights are valuable and based on experience. If it wasn't so much harder to make a four-panel podcast than three people, I would vote for Kerr to join full-time if they wanted. I agree. He did. Uh, he was a really good guest. He was, he's one of my favorite guests that we've had on, honestly. Really cool yeah. guy. Really good insightful. One. Really uh, you know, creative answers to certain problems like the, the, the horse tamer thing. Yeah. Um, really liked him. Very awesome guest. Um, Svar Svarnir Trun. I probably fucked that one up too. My apologies. Uh, so you're telling me the annoying otters are supposed to be funny? I fully agree on the dungeon thing. Give it to everybody. Blind had some great fun on Guild Wars 2, competing for first kills on big world bosses. At the mansion, gives me all my buffs in one place. Tent, church, 10% crit, house, etc. I'll pay 50 CP and one bill a year. No complaints. If not, it's useless to me. Even at five CP, the full tungrads would also make evasion a BSR counter. I like it. Um, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything that this guy said. Any any thoughts, Nashi, about any of that? Mm. Especially since you're a mansion connoisseur. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna go out and get a mansion probably unless there's some like benefit to it for PvP. But I I just I just thought it was cool, man. That's it. I just thought it was cool. All right, all right, all right. You feel that, that's RP that's that's all that's all I that's all I got. You I really don't have any of the comments. Disgusting fucking RP here. Uh, Ezra <laughs> Eb says, "I feel like Frosty compares Awaken Nova to Awaken Sage a little too much. Not gonna lie, Nova is not weak in any sense, but Sage just leaps and bounds over her in every aspect. Her grab is a 15 second cooldown. That's a projectile. Honestly, it's range, but the most balanced in the game besides Wizards Lamau Sage is best class by far in the game right now. They just aren't comparable. When Ninja is better one v one in large scale than Nova, anyway." Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think comparing Awaken Nova to Awaken Sage is a little silly because Awaken Sage is just that strong, but I do think Awaken Nova is extremely powerful right now. Really, really fucking strong. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't think I would have much of an argument if you told me that Awaken Nova is the second strongest class in the game. Now that's leaps and bounds underneath where Awaken Sage is at right now, but like, it's really strong. It's really, really strong right now. Um, so, yeah. But I do agree that comparing any class to Sage is kind of silly. Uh, yeah, but still. Corin Naoka uh, says, or Corin. I knew, I knew someone named Corinne once. Maybe that's Corinne. Uh, have Kerr on more often. It was chill to listen to you guys discuss things. Also, I'm really hoping the rebricks actually, full caps, help the struggling classes and don't make already strong classes more of a tuned example. Awaken Warrior, Awakening Lawn. Changes I hope they make, at least for the classes I enjoy playing. Maywall movement is kind of outdated. Not giving her a grab was valid until they added Awakening Nova to the game. Her stamina needs desperate help, and if not a grab, have certain skills do percentage block damage. Ranger, honestly, I'm just going to hope they listen to Flannels. Lamau, I do hope they give Suck Ranger some help in 1v1s, even if it's just a little bit. Kuno, please, dot, 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 better PvE. Better Kunai skills would be nice. Something like Malice would be dope. Kuno step win and more protected damage, please. It's sad when I CC 3-5 people, but 
can't do anything since everything is unprotected. Or I don't do shit for damage with Awakening. Something I do wish they do for Lawn is to remove the range grab, make it a normal grab, and give them other skills they can use to catch people. Because right now she's literally a grab bot flyway until grab is up again. It would get rid of the, quote, you only run till your grab is up, you're not good type of mentality. Lastly, I hope they make Corsair good, because as she is now, she's terrible. That was a lot. But that was yeah, a lot. I, I agree with a fair amount of that, yes. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with the lawn sentiment. I, I do think that the grab is a little nutty and probably should be tuned down, but I, good lawns, they are not just grab bots. Now, it's easy yeah. to fight grab bots because those are bad lawns. But like when you fight a good lawn, it well, is a not a grab bot. Matchups, to be honest. Yeah. Like, in some matchups, it's just the safest way. I mean, you gotta understand, like, as much as I personally hate it myself, and I'll probably bitch about it on stream when I'm fighting one, but, I mean, it's hard to blame them for playing safe, you know? Like, it, it, you gotta play your kit how it's designed to, and if you wanna play to win, then you play to win. You know, it just is what it is. So. What, uh, what are your thoughts on their opinion on Maywa. Movement outdated, not giving her grab was valid until they added Awakening Nova. Stamina needs help. If not a grab, have certain skills do percentage block damage. I think I would agree with that. Yeah, overall, I agree with that. Um, I don't I don't like the idea of getting a grab. Um, no, I don't like that either. But, but percentage uh, block damage. The percentage block damage is really solid. I think the movement skills definitely need to be updated. Um, there's a variety of different opinions on how to go about it. but They just... All the classes that don't have grabs that struggle against SA block classes, they just need to give them some sort of modifier on their skills to do damage to block. And yeah. I, I don't think the way you do it is how you implement it on Corsair. I think that was a mistake in all honesty. It I think what you do is, on all the skills that they have, on all the skills that Maywa has, a percentage of the damage is like increased on their block, essentially. So it'll do bonus damage. So if you use a skill on a person just standing there, it'll do like a thousand damage. But if you use it on their block, then it does like one thousand two hundred and fifty damage, for example. Yeah, like I that's was, what they need to do. I was fighting uh, Amritet's uh, Corsair. He wanted to practice uh, since he learned some new um, movement. Well, actually, they did more skill connections. We haven't fought since they changed it. But uh, yeah, I basically didn't have a block for most of those fights. It was pretty insane. So I definitely don't like how they did uh, Corsairs. I would like a lesser form of that to make it like reasonable and fair. Yeah. So uh tamahomi says awesome content as always love to listen to your podcast while grinding and yeah i agree to the graphics kind of matter in a game uh what's the point of upgrading your pc fps dog you got to get that 275 fps like sphero and all the other warriors yeah <laughs> uh, i mean you know there's there's something to be said about clean frames yeah Moonman93 says at 1.16.10, yes, there was indeed a shitty movie titled Zoom with Tim Allen. Fun fact, you're able to access your tent after it's already down without pressing R by clicking the tent icon in your UI. Also, Kuro is my favorite guest so far. Please invite him back in the future. Uh, yeah, that's how I've always done it, is by clicking the icon. Uh, that's still the way I do it, just out Wait, of habit. But no, you really? can just... Yeah. How did you do it? Hold on. Did you actually go sit down in the tent to use your tent? No, I never sat down. I I would just go up to it and press F five. 
No, you can just how click did, the tent icon Hold at on. the top left. It's, this is like one of those scenarios when you get up to the pin pad and when you have you know your code, but you just can't type it in for some reason. So hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, I got to go to a spot, throw it on my tent, and let's see how the fuck I do this. <laughs> just give me a moment here. Maybe oh, a moment. Like, all right, I got to pull up your stream now. All right, we're watching Nayashi's stream as he discovers that you can just fucking press the tent icon at the I top left of your I think screen. I, just, I think I did just do it. Yeah, I, I did the tent icon. I don't... For some reason, it just wasn't clicking that that's what I was doing. <laughs> what? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't I don't do the R thing. Yeah, I just go <laughs> up and yeah, I just do this. Okay. Woo. Jesus. I don't know why I had a moment there. I'm like, wait, how do I do that? I just do it instinctively at this point. You know, I don't even think about it. So, yeah. Oh my god. Nashi, you're a fucking character, bro. Um hey, you know, that's what I'm here for, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude, confection, I agree. Busted movement nerf that shit, bro. What the hell? No, Wait, I what? agree. My movement uh, to go to Yeah, the, dude, that uh, shit needs a time. nerf, bro. That was crazy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, then you see course uh, fucking Nova just literally uh, it's three balanced times further. Uh, Mr. Spectacular 37 says that Corsair outfit is straight up donkey and then a poop emoji. Uh, I rather have on Dim Tree than that Awakening Thought outfit. Lol, you guys are awesome as always. Appreciate it. Also, yeah, that outfit, not super good. I love, I absolutely love, I was gonna say it, but then I was like, is that offensive? I love that Kerr was like, why does she look like she's going to a quinceanera? I was like, <laughs> Dude, I literally thought the exact same thing when I saw that. Then I was like, I'm, I, I've never been to Kinsier. I don't know if that's actually what it looks like. I don't know if that's offensive or something. I love that he pointed that out. So accurate. So fucking accurate. Uh, Gerdafsko? Dergavzo? S? Uh, probably mispronouncing that. With Elvia, we now have accessories of all types. What's next? More accessories like distortions. Uh... That'd be cool if they added other stuff well, like that. Seasons? No, no, no. He's talking about like just in general. Like we have accessories for every stat now. So what are they going to add next? And That's his, actually a pretty good question. His question is accessories like Disto. So like, you know, you get a lot of one stat, but then it takes a little bit of this other stat away. Right. So like maybe you have some belt that gives you an insane amount of DP, but it takes away like five AP or something like that. Yeah, I can see something like that happening. We had discussions, I think, on that. I think we did. Topic a while ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, Daz says there's no benefit on limiting the turn-ins on the server for Imperial trading. I can kind of see when they were going for, uh, or sorry, what they were going for, making it a limited resource, so there could be situations where certain towns could draw people in because the turn-ins are less contested compared to the busier areas. But the amount of turn-ins people are doing are increasing more and more with people getting higher CPs and higher levels, especially after the Manos items made the limit horribly outdated. Also, for the love of God, let us turn them in while tagged for us losers who do everything on our mains. Still, the promise changes are definitely very nice. They just need to go through them and not leaving them as empty promises. Feels like while bleeding out, PA is definitely tasting the blood in the water. I think everybody is. Also, yeah, empty promises is a real problem for this company, and we need to hold them accountable. Yeah. Uh, 
Scintilla Soul says, I really wish Kerr was on this podcast rather than the other big one. He fits you guys so well. I feel like this podcast, he is allowed to talk about BDO while the other one is just filled with toxicity when he tries to talk about it. Um, yeah, he was a good guest. Really good guest. Really cool guy. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have him on in the future. I can say that for sure. Um, I mean, probably not as a, as a main state character because I think being a main person in two different podcasts is probably both time consuming and like probably uh conflict of interest or not conflict uh, of interest, but like, you know what I I'm understand. talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. We're not looking to poach. Uh, yeah. And podcast. I like... made jokes last episode, but I don't actually want to like get Kerr to quit yeah, nerds with words that, because that would be, that would be he's such an very, integral very... part of their show. Like yeah. he's a big part of why that show is so good. I, I watch that show pretty frequently. Um, and he's a big part of why I enjoy that show so much. So I wouldn't want to take him away from that show. Um, the Moosassin says, I don't want no mercy pot, please. I already did the time and got both infinites. If they're going to introduce that, then everyone that grinded out regular infinity should get 10 combat and life shakatu boxes each, plus some other goodies for making my time grinding the regular infinite pots worthless. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, necessarily agree with that at all. But Shane, I don't necessarily think they should really make them like, super easy in comparison to how they are. No. I don't think, either. I don't think so either. I... I mean, I talked about it at length last week, but just it, it can even be some like really insane number, like 500 hours for one like mercy piece. And like, that's fine because at least it is progress. It would go a very long way towards mental hours. And I promise you, Musassin, that you did not grind 500 hours for a single piece on your infinite pot. That did not no. happen. I can you did promise grind you a that. decent amount, but not that much. Uh, Shane N says, Hey guys, long time listener here. Not sure why everyone is always complaining about the dungeon. Uh, I think the rewards are pretty good. My friends and I ran it this weekend for the first time and it was one hell of a dot, dot, dot experience. One of my buddies managed to make a really quick quote unquote guide of our journey. I promise it's worth the watch. LOL. And then YouTube's doing this thing again where it says dot, 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 like there's read more, but I don't have a read more option. Yeah, actually I've been noticing that too. I think there's a bug with YouTube right now. Either that, or um, maybe put us and enter, like you know, try to make a new sentence, or maybe add spaces or something. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry if there's more after these dot dot dots that I I can't do anything about. Sorry. Uh, Rarangi, ee, -E, I guess is how I say that. Uh, Kerr fits so perfectly in the podcast. Make him official. I like how me and you both talked about how we didn't really say shit last episode. And this is also the episode that everyone's like, wow, Kerr fit in so well. Because it was basically just the Kerr and Frosty show. <laughs> but maybe, that's, like, maybe that's what's secretly happening. Yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's really what people enjoyed about last episode. <laughs> is me and you didn't say hardly anything. And it was basically just the Kerr and Frosty show. <laughs> Which, you know what? Fair. Fair, in all honesty. Um, yeah, I'll give it to him. Desynced says, or I desynced says, swap current for the Maywa. That way, there are two sane and sensible players, and only one Alex Jones. Get that often tet user out of here. Wait, what? I'm not even often tet anymore. I haven't been often tet for like since February. Yeah, but that's like you know, if you if you murder like a bunch of people and then you get out of jail like 20 years later, 
It's like, oh no, I didn't. I murdered those people twenty years ago. It's like he still murdered those people, though. You know, it's like the same idea, I think. But I guess good behavior. Those are definitely <laughs> comparable things. Uh, Jonathan Winter says, "Sorry, potion shop parentheses nerds and words podcast. I have found my new podcast and I love it. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. Glad you enjoy it, brother." Uh, Zegel says, Kerr is such a great guest. Always enjoyed his YouTube guides and really enjoyed him as a guest on this podcast. 3.5 hours went by so fast. By the way, have you considered bringing guests from other regions to get insight on the scene in that said region? Time zone would dot dot dot. And I can't click on it. I'm going to refresh. I'm going to refresh the page and see if that fixes it. I'm going to refresh real quick. Let's see if that fixes it. If it doesn't fix it, then there's nothing I could really do about it. Hey, I can click read more. Uh, time zone would be a huge hindrance though. Yeah, that's usually the main problem with having guests on from other regions. We've had on a couple EU guests as well as, uh, Blue, who, if I remember correctly, lives in Korea. Um, yeah, he's in the States now, I think. But I think at the time he was living oh, in yeah, Korea. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably at the time. That if I remember correctly at the time he was living in Korea, which that was a big deal. Uh, okay, so this guy was, that's the link to the video. Uh, I think I read that one. Uh, I read that one too. Why did some of them work, but then others, others of them did not. I don't remember which ones didn't work anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's the, uh, comments. Um, any closing thoughts, Nayashi? Um, not really. I mean, I think overall, fun podcast and a lot of nifty things that happened yeah very very quick we're we're under two hours right now uh, are we so, really yeah 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 we're under two hours uh, so. i mean that's that's what happens when you don't have like a third to interject with their own ideas yeah, when you like don't <laughs> when you don't have a white knight here to argue on yeah, every little point yeah. this show goes by real quick <laughs> true, true. <laughs> uh yeah so i, uh, I was I was like thinking about playing devil's advocate on the uh, the new skill and whatnot for Node Wars and what, but just like, eh, I don't know. Do it. Yeah, but we got time. I don't know. I, I guess I guess overall, I can I can I I more or less said what I wanted to say about it. Like I, I see the appeal for it, giving you know weaker guilds an opportunity to like basically steamroll over a bigger guild in an actual fight scenario. So it gives them that like enjoyment factor. So they're not just sitting there just getting pummeled for fucking however long until their fort dies. Right. But I mean, that's, that's the best I got. (laughs) Like that's the only thing like there, there's just the, there's the rest about the skill is just not really, it just needs to be nerfed a little bit. It needs to be balanced out. And then, like you said, I like the idea of adding more skill options so it's not just like a one-trick pony kind of thing. It just It's just the new PA, and that's mm. just the fact of the matter, so. Yeah. Um. All right, well, I guess that's it. We're coming in at a, a crisp two hours. Knock that out real fast. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, check out our Twitch streams. Uh, Frosties, who unfortunately couldn't join us today. Twitch.tv slash SoFrosty. Uh, mine is Twitch.tv slash NotResLar. And Nayashi's is Twitch.tv slash Nayashi underscore NA. Uh, make sure to leave a comment. Let us know what you thought on the uh, video. We read comments every week. 
Uh, shout out to the patrons and the Twitch subscribers. We appreciate everybody who uh, supports us. You guys, uh, you guys are the ones that uh, keep us going. So thank you for your support on the show, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye.